Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm Amanda. And I'm George. Amanda and I are both in Zephyr A. This is season 26 for me and season 22 for Amanda. This is day 20 of season 94. If you're wondering, we didn't do day 19. We were overtaken by events. Yep. Our first question today, though, asks us for the informal name of an art exhibition that introduced modern art to America in 1913. Uh, asks us for a type of building in New York City that it was held in. Uh, and I just, I kind of thought like a harbor or a, a, a dock or pier side for this for a long time. <laughs> okay. Just like, I, I don't know why I had this sort of mental image of a very uh, glassed in sort of building that this was in. And I don't know why, because I can't imagine I've ever seen pictures of this thing or <laughs> you know, heard about it, but... And finally, I got away from that just because that's, I feel like that's not really a building. Like a harbor isn't a building. A dock isn't a building. It's it's not a, a thing you could have an art exhibition in. Right. Uh, so I tried thinking of other ones and I thought, I kind of bounced between church and cathedral for a while. Okay. Like, there's some kind of church, the church show, the cathedral art show, something like that. And finally, just sort of punted to church okay yeah i didn't uh know this one certainly and um the the possibilities i were i was considering were either public library public school or factory were the ones that i thought you know these are places that are Mm -hmm. large with large open spaces that people could come to and view these new works of art um and I kind of, you know, narrowed it down to what sounded most like the kind of space that would house an exhibition of a bunch of, you know, modern art paintings. Um, and that was Factory. I thought that seemed like the most likely of the three that I could think of. Um, you know, I thought I wasn't sure how many public libraries kind of were out there in 1913 kind of similarly public schools was that really you know that far back in the history of the city of new york which is where this was um and so i thought i'm i'm certain there were factories out there so that seems like the kind of space that you could that that would be um a controversial or innovative kind of place to put your modern art exhibition Mm -hmm. for the very first time so i put factory it was the armory hmm Okay. Which I, I sure. guess maybe I've heard of that. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've heard of the armory in a very different context. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not not that one that I know of. It just certainly wasn't at the top of my mind. No, oh, same here. Yeah. Question two asks us for the name of an airline that is the flag carrier of Hong Kong, and uses an ancient name for China. So this one tripped me up for a long time. And then additionally for a short time, um, I was initially thinking of like the, the Chinese translation of the name China or like the, you know, the words in Chinese that are used for China, which is Cheng Kuo. Um, and at the same time, I sort of thought, I don't think that's necessarily an ancient or, a, um, you know, an old term. It's, it's still in use as far as I know. Um, but I was kind of stuck on that for a while. Cause I was like, I don't, you know, what could this, um, 
name be, kind of thinking it has to be something in Chinese or standing for something in Chinese. I was for a while I was thinking of putting down like CK Air or something like that. Um, but then I, you know, kind of thought, well, maybe I'm thinking of this sort of the wrong way. Um, and in, you know, an ancient name for China that isn't Chinese. Um, and I also kind of started thinking around like, well, just what airline names do I know to try to get those circuits turning in my brain? And, uh, so went through the ones I could think of for, you know, I, Asia, Air, Asian airlines are probably the ones I know the least about. Um, I noticed that this was a One World Alliance member, and I thought, I, I can't remember what other airlines might be in that. I was considering like Delta and KLM maybe were in there, and I thought maybe, does KLM stand for something? But that's like the, the Dutch, you know, airline. It's not, like, it's based in Amsterdam. It's not uh, Asian that I know of. Um, and finally, enough gears started turning that I was like, Cathay, that's a thing. That's a name that might be associated with this uh, in some way. And that was as far as my brain would go on this particular Monday. I ended up putting down Cathay Air just because it, it says, you know, the name of the airline is required. So I figured, okay, um, you know, Cathay Airline as opposed to um, just the term for China, which is, you know, in retrospect, not super convincing. And I should have thought harder about it. Uh, I remember years ago learning that Cathay meant China. Uh, I remember answering a quiz bowl question about it successfully in high school. Mm. Um, and I just, I, I immediately keyed in on that as well, that must be it, because I've heard of a Cathay airline. Mm. Uh, I had not heard of the second part of it either, and I simply said Cathay Air as well. Okay. It was Cathay Pacific. Oh, yeah. Which is something I know I've heard of, too. So maybe yeah. I just kind of yeah, rings a bell. pulled a piece of it out there. Um, I, I went and looked this up a little bit in the faint hope that Cathay Air might by itself be accepted <laughs> Um, and I don't think it will be. It's, um, you know, the article says, the, the Wikipedia article is basically, it was always called Cathay Pacific. The interesting thing about that is that that was a sort of aspirational name for the airline. Like it was formed in, you know, the 40s or something like that. And they named it with the hope that someday their planes would cross the Pacific. Um, but, they, you know, there weren't flights that went that far, you know, in those earlier days. Um, and so finally they sort of lived up to their name in like 1970 or 71, um, and actually managed a trans-Pacific, uh, commercial flight, I guess. So, um, now I will never forget that it's Cathay Pacific. Question three asks us what city a, uh, Frank Capra film was set in that received 11 Oscar nominations and made Jimmy Stewart a star. Uh, specifically as uh, the country bumpkin Jefferson Smith, mm -hmm. as in Mr. Smith, as in Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Yeah. And it was set primarily in that city of Washington, D.C., as he uh, attempted to remain uncorrupted by his term in the U.S. Senate, I believe. I'm sure. I have not seen it, but I've certainly heard the title, uh, Mr. Smith goes to Washington. 
And I thought, yeah, Frank Capra, Jimmy Stewart, last name Smith, that's got to be referring to, to Washington, D.C. Although I was under the impression that D.C. is not technically a city. It's like a federal district, right? So, I mean, does that I believe count or not count? I don't know. It's also a city. Okay. It's got a mayor. Yeah, that's to, true. As to cities generally. I guess. Um, that's just, I, 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 I wonder if people will grouse about that a little bit mm. because if it's technically a district, you know, um, but you know, that's, uh, um, I, I also put down Washington DC because I was like, this is clearly what this is. Yep. Yeah. Same here. Mm-hmm. Um, this was, uh, I have seen this movie several mm-hmm. times, but I even own it. Trying oh, to yeah. see if it's over there on the shelf, but I can't see that far. Maybe. Um, but yeah, this was 1939, one of the uh, great years in American cinema. Yes. Uh, and you know, the many, many Oscar nominations. I think it lost basically all of them to uh, Gone with the Wind. Uh, or was it Wizard of Oz? Wizard of Oz also came out in yeah. 1939, I believe. And yeah, just an absolute murderer's row of movies. That right, year. right. But yeah, um, once I once I got to Smith in particular, I was like, okay, yeah, this is definitely Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Yep, and that was the correct answer. Question four asks us for the last names of all of the women who have been Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. Yeah, so the three that I knew right off the bat, because here we are in uh, late history and current events territory, are Margaret Thatcher... Um, uh, Theresa May and Liz Truss, who just got elected to the position. Uh, I tried to think, was there some additional one that I, you know, back somewhere in between like Cameron and those guys. Um, but I, I didn't, I, I couldn't like picture who that was, basically. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't pick even like a face or a vague sense of, of who it might be out of a lineup. So uh, I put down Thatcher, May, and Truss and... Uh, thought that sounded like a pretty terrible law firm. <laughs> uh, see, I remembered this because it's a sentence. Oh, okay, sure. Thatcher May Truss. Yeah. Um, but I only remembered the first two. Thatcher May, and I, I couldn't grab onto the third one. Mm. It's, like, it's not Rishi Sunak, that's who she beat. Oh, and yeah. It's just, I, and it took me uh, it took me a couple of hours to, to kind of lock that in. I had to avoid... Uh, you know, various like news sites that I typically look at in the oh, mornings, yeah. and sections of slacks that might be <laughs> discussing this person because I was like, yeah, okay, it's the current true. one, yep. and I got I, I gotta I gotta figure it out before I look anywhere, uh, and then I just it, you know let it bounce around in my head, and then finally it was just Liz oh Liz Truss got it okay mm-hmm. that's your May Truss that's it, mm-hmm. and I also was kind of thinking is there a fourth one I'm missing between Thatcher and May. And I'm like, I don't think so, because I remember it's a sentence. Okay. Thatcher may trust. You know? Thatcher Smith may trust. No, that doesn't, no, that doesn't make any sense. You know, any, any second name in there in between those. So, yeah, we'll go with Thatcher may trust. And that was the correct answer. Question five asks for the name of Muslim guerrilla fighters uh, who resisted the Soviet occupation of Afghanistan. This is the Mujahideen. Yes. Has made famous... Uh, in, in the end credits of Rambo three, <laughs> uh, which th- thanked or you know dedicated the movie 
to the brave Mujahideen right, of, right. of Afghanistan uh, and uh, has become a lot uh, become a lot lot cringier since mm. the Mujahideen decided that the Soviets weren't the only evil empire. Yeah. I did have some trouble in remembering, is it Muj-I-Hadin or Muj-A-Hidin? And mm-hmm. I can kind of pronounce it either way. Uh, or, like, or both. <laughs> they, if it's <laughs> A-H-A, A-H-I, I-H-A, I-H-I, I, I, can, I can justify any of those in the way that I remember hearing it. Uh, but I finally just went with Muj-A-Hidin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, and I think you would probably get credit either way, truthfully, mm. because it runs together. It's, you yeah. know, as a four-syllable word that gets pronounced pretty quickly. Um, but I, yeah, this one I just kind of knew. I, you know, I've, this is one of those ones that's been in world history the correct amount of time from when, like, I started to become aware of it as current events um, and just kind of knew this was the that group in Afghanistan um, and you, you know, it's one of those ones that I can conjure up hearing in an NPR voice a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd hear about it a lot in the eighties um, when it was my biggest NPR exposure, probably um, either consciously or unconsciously. Um, and so, yeah, I, it's one of those for me, uh, definitely a sticky word that's, you know, unusual especially relative to English terms. Um, and uh, having seen it spelled a couple of times, the spelling is pretty sticky for me too. Like I, um, I, I had to spell it carefully, but I could tell by looking at it, you know, like, yes, that's the correct way it should go um, with the A first and the I second. And um, so I, I also put down Mujahideen. And that was correct. Question six asks us for the one-word title from uh, shared by songs by Frankie Avalon, Carly Simon, Bronski Beat, Annie Lennox, Jadakus, and Jason Aldean. Uh, so, yeah, this one is the one that I'm really just smacking my head about uh, repeatedly at this point. Um, my main in for this one was Annie Lennox, because I'm a huge fan of hers. Um, and 1992 would have been when um, her big solo breakthrough album Diva came out. Um, and so I, I know pretty much all the songs on that album really well. Um, and well, at least I thought I did. Um, and I know, you know, some of the, many of the titles are not a single word, like Walking on Broken Glass, Mm -hmm. you know, that all these various, uh, possibilities. So the ones that I narrowed it down to, were precious cold and why i don't know if cold is really a single like it might be cold 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 or something like that because that's how it's the chorus sounds um but i kind of went back and forth between all of those and i thought okay um why sort of i couldn't decide if that was an annie lennox song or eurythmics and i kind of you know, leaned over towards, yeah, I think it's a eurythmic song. I don't think it's from that solo album. So that leaves me with um, Precious and Cold. And I, you know, for picturing which of those would apply to all these other groups, 
uh, I ended up going with Precious just because I thought, sure, that's a plausible title for any of these uh, artists to use. Okay. Uh, I keyed in on Dreams really early, hmm. uh, knowing that there was a rhythmic song of that uh, of that ilk, but then justifying to myself that no, I feel like Frankie Avalon did a song. It was just like dream, 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 dream. Yeah, that's or the Everly Brothers, did. I think. Okay, sure. Yeah. Um, and and I was humming why to myself as I answered this and thinking, yeah, dream fits in there somewhere. Like I just didn't even think to like, no, sing out the actual lyrics if you can think of them. <laughs> uh, and none of the other ones uh, gave me any clues other than okay, mm-hmm. sure, they all could be dream or dreams. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I finally went with dreams. The correct answer was why, mm. which is exactly what I keep asking myself. <laughs> why could I just stick with that? Because yep. I could kind of picture a Frankie Avalon song with that in its chorus and mm-hmm. stuff. But I, you know, it that one didn't click for me as a possibility for any of the others. It just didn't didn't sound quite right somehow. Mm-hmm. So it left me with three on the day yet again, and I'm very tired of this dang season. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I also got three. But uh, mm. I, I uh, realized over the weekend, after I uh, managed to dolly and win, mm. that I am safe from relegation. Must be nice. Yeah. Um, but I figure I'm reverting to the mean, and I'm going to plummet from nine to 23. Uh, over the next six days. No, no, I'm blocking you out of twenty third. No, don't worry, you'll you'll jump me. <laughs> uh. Well, that's kind of you to say so. I, you can all hear that I'm feeling kind of bitter, and it's much more. You know, I, I don't necessarily expect to have a super good winning record in a Rundle, but I hate underperforming, and I feel like that's what's happening so much this season. Like. I, I, you know, I'll have one of the answers and just talk myself right out of it or, or eliminate it out of hand and just, I, you know, that's, that's frustrating. Mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, how to, to resolve that, uh, except by, you know, making six trivia questions take up way more of my day than they should to begin with. <laughs> so, yep. um, so yeah, it's kind of, I, I'm kind of in that stage of like, this is supposed to be fun, right? I'm doing this for fun. Mm-hmm. I, this doesn't feel very fun. Yeah. You know, it'll probably get better, but blah. Hmm. So that's it for today. Thank goodness. <laughs> uh, tune, in tomo- tune in tomorrow if you can take more of this for more post-game analysis. And remember... Don't forfeit. Don't cheat. <laughs>